this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Geekadores show. You've got me, Rick, and me, Joey. And we're just two geeks talking about geeky things. And we're actually going to cover a topic that we talked about before, which is the Stranger Things season two. It's true. I think we mentioned this a couple times. But we wanted to give time for people to actually watch the whole season. Exactly. And we, in our first podcast, we kind of did our initial uh, thoughts of what we thought would be happening in the show. And, uh, because we did it after, what, three episodes? Yeah, three, three, four episodes, and then we just kind of gave you know our predictions and things like that. So now we get to see if we were right or not. I don't even remember what I predicted. Neither do I. <laughs> oh, no, I predicted. I remember now. All right, well, you, wait, you predicted that you would remember now? Yes, uh-huh. and I am. That's good predicting. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Predict- predictinator. So, yeah, we're going to do a full review of the show. So this is going to be full-on... Heavy spoilers. So if you haven't watched season two yet, you're not going to want to listen to this podcast well, until no, you've leave at least... the podcast on and just step away for like a half hour, then come back for the end. <laughs> Wait. No. Huh? No, because they should listen to the podcast after they've watched the season. Yeah, but they can listen to... Just keep it on now, walk away, come back, and then, re, then watch the season and then re-listen to it. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah, that still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Extra clicks. <laughs> That's true. More <laughs> more listens to our podcast. <laughs> Do you remember some predictions I made? All right. Well, okay. let's start with that. Let's start with your predictions. All right. I predicted that Paul Reiser uh, would totally do a betrayal a la Burke from Aliens, and that's probably why they cast him. And I was wrong. You're so wrong. So he was a good guy. Yeah. Who knew? He was, he was a genuinely nice guy. I also predicted that uh, Bob was so nice that he would be uh, an evil government agent or he'd be a red shirt. So I threw two predictions out there in two different directions, and I was half right. You were half right. He did red I, shirt. It wasn't really a prediction of more of what I wanted to see happen was Billy die at the end. God, I really wish. He almost... Why couldn't they have killed Billy instead of Bob? I know, right? Spoilers, see? It's We're like, already it's like, starting. Like Bob comes out and into the lobby after after he pulls off the rest, like the save, the crucial the crucial acts to get power back and to save everybody. And then Billy just shows up and the things just kill him. And then Bob just struts out. Struts out because a high five to a Nona Rider and then they take off. Oh, I just imagine he walks out the door and does a slow motion high five with Hopper. And both yeah. holding their guns because <laughs> in in in, our, in a different reality, Bob wouldn't have left his gun behind. He would not have. God which damn was a it. dumb move. When they showed that, I knew he was going to die. It was just like there's no way. There's they no way. They focused on it, you know, because he didn't die immediately when he got jumped, and you know, a gun would probably probably would have given him a few more <laughs> a few more seconds to get away. So let's. Uh, why don't we go back and just kind of kind of do this in order of right. episodes all right not not except no. for episode seven i i enjoyed episode seven but i'm like the only one literally the okay, only it one wasn't unenjoyable it just was jarring and out of place with the flow of the rest of the season all right so we'll get to that so first off when when we did the initial thoughts and everything one of the main things that we wanted to talk about was dart 
Yes. And how we kept mentioning Gremlins. there's a lot of references to Gremlins, yes, and and a few other things and aliens, all right, and stuff like that. So with with now being able to reveal stuff, uh, the first three episodes, what were your like overall thoughts of what you saw compared to what you were expecting? Uh, I totally, I totally expected Dark to be uh, to turn into a Demogorgon, or as or just a monster, an, an upside down monster, right? And uh, and that was true. <laughs> and also, so like, now like, it's a demo dog. Yes, demo dog, and like Gremlins, there was a zillion of them. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I I love the fact that this show just keeps referencing and giving us like homages to old '80s movies. And slash shows and stuff like that. Right. Uh, so, yeah. All right. So, we have the kids. One of the uh, best new characters, I thought. And we kind of touched base a little bit, but what's her name? Uh, Max? Lucas's sister. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember Lucas's sister's name. Yeah, I don't remember her name she either. She's sass. And I heard that she's coming back that's for season really three, like, in a bigger part. I'm like, that's awesome. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> code red. Code red. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so with the show coming back and them trying to up the ante, I guess, they kind of took it more... I feel like this is... Like, the first season was Alien, and season two was Aliens. Oh, so are they going to kill off everybody for season three, a la Aliens 3? (laughs) They're all going to be stuck in a weird hospital jail thing. They're all going to die before, right in the first two minutes of of, uh, season, season three? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that'd be sad. Like Will, Will will die off screen like Newt in Aliens 3. Newt and Hicks after all that. Uh, God, I was not a fan of Aliens 3. I thought that was stupid. Well, the Alien franchise has kind of got I downhill I hated how they wrote, wrote off everybody. Yeah, exactly. Really dumb. <laughs> so yeah, that would be the equivalent is if they killed off everybody in the beginning. Well, let's not hope for that because that would really suck. So, all right. Once we left off... In the in the first podcast, the whole idea of gremlins mm-hmm. with Dart, and just saying how stupid Dustin's <clears throat> being this season. Yes. He's just constantly like he mentions at one point that you know he just wanted a friend. He thought that he was. And I'm like, you've got you've got friends. Yes. <laughs> you also had Myrtle, Myrtle the turtle. Oh right. no, Yurtle the turtle and and well not he doesn't have a was he Mew. Mew? The, his cat. Which oh, is, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Well, the cat dies. Yeah, well, thanks to him and, oh, I don't have a friend. That was the one ball. thing in the show, that line. I was just like, this is not... No. This whole thing was just... No, he had the, he had the idiot ball for the first few episodes. <laughs> uh, and then Steve makes it all better. Yeah, so let's get into that. With We're assuming everyone that's listening to this has watched the show... So you all know what we're referencing. But yeah, Steve, what, what what happened there? It's like the first season, he is complete dick. Yes. And then the second season, he is the hero of the season. He is my MVP for the season. Right? Steve. Oh my god. King so, Steve. So do you think it felt like a natural progression to where he is now compared to where he was I, I think one? they had to break him down to rebuild him. So like first his douchebag friends leave him and he gets in the whole thing where he gets his ass kicked by Jonathan, uh, loses the girl, gets her back, and now uh, loses the girl again, gets right. his ass kicked by Billy, who's an even bigger douchebag, <laughs> and then they build him back up into Steve is awesome. 
I, th- I thought his dynamic was very interesting with uh, Dustin. Oh, dude, He's that's, basically that's become so his older brother. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Steve doesn't have any siblings, and Dustin doesn't have any siblings, and now they are the odd couple. One, one of my favorite scenes, and you had mentioned this before, uh, before we did this podcast, the whole idea that Steve is very meticulous when it comes to his hair, yes. and he passes on that knowledge yes, he to does. Dustin. He teaches him the secrets of the Steve hair, and oh. Dustin goes with that, because you see, in the last episode, in the little epilogue, uh, where they're going to the winter ball. Right. Dustin is now Steve 2.0 with the hair. Which, he tries to be Steve 2.0. It doesn't really work out well, for him. Well, because Dustin's hair is its own thing. <laughs> it's like curly, but not curly. It's, yeah. It's like he has Jerry curl in his hair. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah. it's. Uh, <laughs> but still, Steve, MVP. Especially, one, he carries the spiked baseball bat in his trunk. Right. Two, he goes along with what uh, what Dustin's asking, even though he did say he would kick his ass if this was all just a joke or something. Right. Uh, three, once he realizes it's not a joke, he is all in on on helping track down the demo dog and fight off. He knows how serious it is. And, right. then, and then four, when they're setting the trap in the junker, which is very um, kind of shades of aliens and predator. Yes. Because they're setting the traps, they're waiting for it, they're trying to dictate the battleground. And... Uh, and the fact that he's the only one that's on point, and he's like yelling at the, at Dustin Lucas for being for just <laughs> just talking about crap, and he's like like well, something about how like he was the only one making prep him and and, uh, and this random the random right. new girl. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Steve MVP. I mean, he gets his ass kicked again. Clearly, the guy needs help with the fisticuffs. Yeah, he needs to learn to fight a little bit better. He's not always going to have his bat with nails, but he's, he is handy with the bat, the nail yes. bat. Well, well, that's funny because yes, he gets his ass beat after after they have this whole argument with the other with the, the other kids that you know they want to go to the epicenter of the the tunnels mm-hmm. that had been kind of growing and everything because they think that that will drive the demo dogs there, so that way Eleven has enough time to close the portal. Right. So Steve's like, hell no. We're not going to go down there because, you know, I'm supposed to keep you guys safe. So after he gets his, you know, he gets beat up and the kids decide to go on their, you know, to go anyways, they bring Steve with them. Like, yes. we need him. He, he he can actually help us in one way or another, even though he was completely knocked out. And when he comes to, he realizes what's going on. And his reaction to realizing that the kids are driving. <laughs> oh, my God. So hilarious. But, yeah, one of my favorite scenes is when they get to that... Um, I guess you could say the tunnels and everything. And Steve is still not about doing this. He's like trying to convince him not to go. And then Dustin just comes up to him and is like, look, you said that you were going to protect us. Now do your job. And he hands him the backpack with the bat with yes. nails in there. And Steve just looks at him and just goes, all right, let's do this. <laughs> MVP of the season. Oh, so good. And plus he was the last man out of the tunnels. He made sure all those kids got out before he did. Right, right. But yeah, there was that one scene where all the demo dogs are running back yeah. to help out. Uh, and you, what's the what's the big creature's name? What do they uh, call the blind? Uh, uh, no, uh, the, uh, the mind mind flare. The mind flare. So, yeah, I thought he was gone. He, yeah, he yeah was and, and I think the character you have to assume thought this was it. You know, because there's a zillion of them just running right at him. So, right. in his head, his last act was helping Dustin out the tunnel, and he was going to be last man out. So. His his heart's in the right place, even though his uh, his 
close quarters combat still needs some work. Uh, although to be fair, though, he was up against a raging douchebag. Yeah, that guy. That totally I, useless character. Served no purpose. It was kind of like they needed um, kind of, they needed a a bad guy for the kids, like for that group. They needed somebody he, that was because Steve was that person in the first season. He was kind of the person that was giving them problems. And they needed that still, since Steve was no longer that person. But I, I feel like he was way over the top. And Plus, then, he was only he was only a problem for Max and Lucas. Right. And then the Lucas thing, I mean, I don't know if, if that's if their intent, but it's clearly implied. It's because this guy's a racist. Right. It's purely about race. And you kind of get that too when his dad goes off at him and basically, you know, just starts calling him names and yeah. says, you know, tells him that he's oh, what was it? Was it? Uh, I don't remember, but yeah, it's basically his he, dad's just as big a dick as yeah. He is. So he 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 starts and he starts slapping Billy and all that, and and I feel like the the writers, directors, showrunners, whatever they wanted us to feel sympathy for Billy, but I still didn't. No, no, it was just I, I don't know. I don't like that character whatsoever. And if they try to do the same thing with him as they did with Steve. They're gonna have to do a lot more because at this point, it's just what's the point of it of this character except to give Max a hard time and give everyone a hard time and just be a complete dick to everybody. Right. So. Right. All right. Other character, brand new character. Um, let's just go back to Bob. Bob Newby, ah, superhero. Uh, superhero. I, I love Bob. I mean, played by Sean Austin, and he is just the geek. He's like a computer geek slash manages tech a radio geek. shack. Yeah, it, it's it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole idea with his character is that he's always been the nerdy guy, and now he he's with like you know one of the you know, he's with Will's mom, who was considered I guess popular in yeah, high school, of, yeah, and all that. But now he's just kind of showing you know the good guys do win at the end, but then the good guys don't win at the end. <laughs> uh, when he he basically sacrificed himself when he said that he he needed to go and reboot the computer system and only he could do it. Do you, no, go ahead. As, as soon as he said that, the first thing that popped in my head was Samuel Jackson from Jurassic Park. <laughs> I never thought of that, but yeah. They lost power. It's like he goes out to reboot the system. It works. They don't hear from him. And they come back and all that's left is his arm. Nah. I saw like, ah, oh, they're going to Samuel Jackson him. I'm glad. Well, I don't like the fact that they killed him. But I think his... He left the gun. <laughs> they purposely gave him a gun and they focused on him leaving the gun. Uh... It's Chekhov's left gun. <laughs> yeah, like I said before, as soon as I saw that gun just sitting there, I'm like, oh, he's either going to die or he's, someone else is going to die saving him. Oh yeah, that's yeah. those were my two thoughts on that, but I will say this though: the scene, like his progression to the point of where he dies, and from the computer room, how he's basically being, and this is when you find out that the doctor is not a complete. Oh, because he stayed behind too. He stayed behind and was basic, and he, not basically, he was literally telling uh, Bob where to go. Yeah, and there's. There was those couple instances where, no, there was a one time where he had to jump into the closet and the demo dog comes by yeah. and everything, and then boom, the mop falls. I was like, no, oh, and that's when <laughs> that's when Bob starts running, 
And you hope that he's going to survive, but... He had to stop and take a breath. <laughs> and, and he knew that was bad, a bad move. Oh, poor Bob. But yeah, poor I do Bob. love that Will turned him into a superhero in yeah. one of his drawings. Because yeah, that guy deserves great kudos for, for everything he did. Speaking of Will, leave Will and Joyce alone. Oh, for season God. three, just <laughs> leave. They've been through enough. The buyer's family... They've had enough. Well, I told you after we finished the last episode that I, I feel that Will is still going to be connected to the Upside Down or what's the actual name of um, the uh, the place? I was reading this article where... Is there an actual name? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. But yeah, the, the writers slash directors, they said, no, it's not called the Upside Down. It's the Upside Down. It's something else. No, it's the Upside Down. Well. <laughs> so, yeah. But... I believe that Will's always going to be connected in one way or another. But this season was so brutal. <laughs> Just leave him alone. The scene, like, Will, as soon as Will, and I'm going to say this, Bob, Bob wronged Will by telling him to stand up to his, yes, his, his, to his, his demons, his... I guess, not knowing that it was actual real creature. That was a bad call. That was a horrible call. And then it kind of took over Will. Will became a spy for this creature. What is the name of the creature? Mind Flayer. I, I want to say they called it something else, though. Shadow Man? Maybe. The Shadow Monster? Shadow Monster first, and then they called it the Mind right. Flayer. So, but yeah, the whole idea that Will is constantly the catalyst for everything that happens in these two seasons needs to kind of... Just take a break because poor Will. He's just oh going to be God. institutionalized at the beginning of season three. <laughs> just rocking oh. back and forth, drawing pictures of shadow monsters on the walls. Oh, that scene with the heaters. Oh, my God. Was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, where they're trying to flush flush the shadow monster out of him. Right. I was, I'm was. i just sitting there and, and Jonathan's losing his mind, telling his mom to stop. Uh, his mom's like, no, we're going to do yeah, it. Man, Joyce Byers, you don't mess with her. But yeah, I agree with you. Leave them alone for season three. They've had enough. <laughs> had enough. If anyone tortured Billy, he deserves it. Uh, but then we might feel bad for him. No, no, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> Actually, they should make Billy. He'll be like the shadow, the shadow monster, the mind flayer's vessel. Oh, yeah. there you go. And then everyone will feel good about Steve hitting him with a spiked baseball bat. Yes, oh, that'd be so awesome. All right, let's make it happen. All right, another character that's new, Max. Yes. What were your overall thoughts of Max? I mean, it's nice to have, I, I guess, another female counterpart or or companion in their party uh, since Eleven was pretty much separate for the entire season. Right. And and, it, and she does kind of st- serve as a stand-in for the audience where she's like, that's a, that's a good story and all, but it's really derivative <laughs> when, when, uh, after Lucas can, explains right. everything to her. And I, I mean, I guess she's supposed to be the love triangle between Dustin, Lucas, and, uh, and Matt. Which, but... that, after Dustin got dark, that kind of yeah. went away. Yeah, and then they tried quick. to try to bring it back later, but it didn't make nah. sense anymore. It was nah. just kind of like, uh, Dustin hasn't been around yeah. for this to be anything. So... But yeah, I I don't know. There were certain. I thought overall, I thought she was fine. But there were certain scenes where things got crazy, and she had to like be in an extreme. I just felt like she was way overacting. Yeah, it was. She felt a little almost extraneous. Like if you cut Max out of the the season, not a lot would have changed. No, that's true. Like she was just like you said, she was kind of um, our you know. 
but the surrogate for the audience yeah. to kind of be like, wait a second. And right. then, you know, because it, it seemed like she would ask the right questions at the right time so we could get a little bit more plot development and stuff like that. Right. So, but, yeah, I mean, it's okay character. But but you couldn't do, you couldn't cut out a character like Dr. Owens and have it be the same or cut out a character like Bob and have it be the same. And and, right. I, and I think uh, Paul Reiser's Dr. Owens, I think, really showed that he was a good guy when all the... The other scientists were like, you know, let's just let's just you know burn it all down. Right when when Will was connected to it, yeah, they're just that was that was horrible. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's and then Doctor Owens the only one that was like, no, yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna step out and I'm gonna think of something else. And the moral is, if you're a good guy, you don't get horribly massacred like everyone else in that lab. <laughs> but you might die at the end by a few demo dogs. That's because you slow down. Also, you never take the elevator. Never take. Everyone down. that goes in that elevator dies. <laughs> Happened scene one of first, of the first season. Guy tries to take the elevator, dies. Here's my thing with the, with the whole scene in the uh, the what is it? Is it a hospital? It's a what? lab. It's a lab. lab. Hawkins Power Lab. Yeah. Or so, power. Yeah. So there are a lot of people there with guns. Yeah. And not one of them survived. I'm just kind of like, uh, all right. They're more for show. I think so, <laughs> definitely. Because they, they kept showing all these different uh, scientists that were dead. Yeah. And I'm like, how is it that, you know, Bob got into this room, <coughs> no problem whatsoever. He's and it's really super- hard to run into one of the demodogs. But yet everyone in every room is dead that they go into. I'm like, mm, it's kind of it there. Superpower. <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but have you seen uh, kind of hints of where the story might go for season three? Um, we've we seen what though? Is well, there something well, out there that well, you're talking about the lab and and uh, some people have pieced together uh, images of Hopper's flashbacks to his daughter. And after yes, I have seen that. Where the staircase and Doctor Owens? Are you talking about that one? Yeah, that's 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 the one I'm thinking of. And and the implication is that that. That uh, uh, Hopper's daughter that died might like like that scene may have taken place in that lab, implying that she might have been one of these. Well, uh, let's let's entertain that because for one, it could just be an editing thing, right? When filming that, you know, they have access to the staircase, so let's just film it, right? But if that were true, what do you think? Uh, I don't think she was she was. Clearly wasn't taken from her parents and experiment on, but it could have been one of those things where under the guise of treating her, her brain tumor or whatever she had, uh, they're actually experimenting on her or uh, they detected that she might have these kinds of powers. Well, with that theory, I think that the little girl, the little blonde girl that's in the rainbow room is uh-huh. not Eleven. It's actually Hopper's daughter. Because uh-huh. the whole thing, if you think about it, Eleven never, like, she doesn't remember this girl whatsoever. Yeah. And she sees the room only when she's it, looking at her mom's yeah. memories. So it could be... And the mom never, like, that wasn't never confirmed. She, she never saw her daughter, so... And they never mentioned the numbers of the girls in the room, the Daisy room. And, well, I mean, hair color can change, but that drastically, Eleven's hair is brown. Oh, I never even picked up on that. So, and Hopper's daughter's hair is blonde. blonde. Yeah. So, just just putting that out there. That's that actually that could be interesting. 
But yeah, when some point. again with the whole stair- <clears throat> stairway thing, I'm just kind of sitting there going, "Huh?" And then that hit me. You know, <laughs> that and, and if you're not insane. familiar with what we're talking about, people have pieced together the scenes where Hopper uh, is crying in a stairwell after his daughter from is, season one is is dying or died, and they piece that together and they found it's the exact same stairwell where Hopper finds Doctor Owens uh, wounded when when they come back after uh, right. After uh, uh, well, well, Hopper comes back with eleven to try to shut down the gate, and they and they find Owens there. So we'll, I guess we'll see. I mean, if any of this is remotely true, I hope they touch base on it in uh, season three. All right, and, and then I, I think uh, one of the last points we should touch on is, is episode seven because you did mention the uh, the Daisy Room and uh, and the, the two girls there and the mom's memories. And that's uh, episode seven is kind of a. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you. My friends refer to it as if Stranger Things is Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Callie's crew from episode seven is Shadowrun. And if you're not familiar with that, it's basically a weird uh, sci-fi fantasy cyberpunk type setting where everyone has like, you know, mohawks and leather and they do secret missions and they drive around in the city. And that's basically Callie's crew. They, they do little missions they go around hunting down the people related to the lab and the experiments and they kill them. Uh, it was interesting as far as backstory and Eleven and introducing these characters, but it's so jarring coming from the rest of the right. season because it doesn't fit in anywhere, really. I, I, I completely agree. Totally, it's different from the rest of the season. Uh, character, you know, it's interesting, a whole bunch of new characters. Uh, obviously, I, I guess they're trying to explore Callie and Eleven's and, and a relationship, well, or, or feel, Jane's relationship. Right, I feel like they're going to be an important part of the show, whether if it's the third season or later on but yeah i feel that they did that primarily because it wouldn't fit with the rest of the show and they couldn't figure out a way to intertwine it you know interlink it with um or you know the the entire show is just following different characters all over the place right it all comes together the episode before had no mention of 11 whatsoever it was everybody else right and I feel like that's why they did a standalone episode with Eleven, hmm. but I don't think it worked. I don't think it worked in the way that they wanted it to. It, Especially, I think even more so because they introduced Callie and her crew in the first five minutes of the first episode of season two, and then they just leave that alone for six episodes and then finally come back to it in the seventh episode. Right. It just, no, it's a nine episode <laughs> season. You're coming back... Was it eight episodes, nine episodes? Uh, nine episodes. Well, it took a while for Eleven to actually get to that point. I think they could have gotten there a lot sooner. Right. And Eleven could have came back probably four episodes before the, the finale. I mean, to me, it felt like that they were testing out uh, a pilot for a spinoff show. Yeah. Like, like there's going to be another show not called Str- like Stranger Things <laughs> or the sideways, the, you know, the right way is left, whatever. Something dumb. The but, right way is left. <laughs> the left way is right, whatever. <laughs> uh, but it's it's like following, instead of the adventures of Eleven and, and the town of Hawkins, it's following the adventures of Eight and, uh, and Chicago, the, the seedy underbelly of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that episode was just so weird. I did. I did like the fact that uh, eight has completely different powers from eleven. Right, the little illusion thing. Yeah, and it makes me wonder if they are going to introduce more characters that have powers. Will there be 
explanation of why everyone's powers are different? Is it because they set it up that way? They tried to create these specific powers and specific children, or it's just what developed in the eh. process that they created? Because, I, I don't know. I mean, I, there's no indication they're trying to form some sort of balanced team or anything. So I, I'd say it's most likely just whatever they could, whatever happens, happens, and they'll roll with it as long as the kids, you know, survive the, the procedures. Possibly. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we still don't know about a lot of the, the backstory, especially to Eleven and everything. But I don't know. I I'm fine. I, I want to know, but I'm fine not knowing the full specifics of it. I think for me, the most important part is the current story of the Upside Down and all that. I don't think. I don't know. Like you said, Seven is weird, and it's even weirder because they had that little snip at the beginning of the season. Yeah. It's like that's not the story. The story is of Eleven. Is right. there another show in the horizon? Are we going to get a spinoff dealing with the other... Right. If you're going to tease something, oh, there's more people with the tattoos with powers, right off the bat, then make that a running th- thing throughout the entire season. Don't right, make it right. Don't make it one a one-shot episode unconnected to everything else seven episodes in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that was a little frustrating. Yeah. So another character we didn't really touch on was Jim Hopper. Right. I, I'm a huge fan of Jim Hopper. I just think he's a badass. But this season, he seemed... He was trying a little too hard to keep the secrets of the town. Right. I mean, that, w- that was the deal. That, that he would keep all this stuff secret as long as uh, the lab would... And the doctors and all that would help him if something was happening. Right. But him going into tunnels by himself, stupid move. He, he had the idiot ball there? Him... Just losing it with Eleven right. after she went out. I can understand that, but trying to hide her and everything turned into this whole thing of him just being completely... Over turned, the top. Yeah, yeah, over the top in that sense. And, yeah, I, I feel like... I feel like as... Uh, if you hear that ding, someone just send me a message. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel that his character has so much potential... To being more than what he is right now. Right now, he's just kind of... He's turned into the Guardian of Eleven. And he's turned into the Secret Keeper. But now that the lab seems to have been shut down at the end of the season, and... Eleven has forged forged papers. Right. It's it's just kind of like... So is she going to be out in the open? Well, what's, his, what's the scientist's name? Owens, Dr. Owens. Owens. So Dr. Owens told Jim Hopper that he might have to wait a year right. before she comes out and starts living amongst everybody. So they've said that the, the season will jump another year. So it'll probably be her uh, 11 being introduced into the school. Yeah, it'll like all come, be high school. It'll be this whole thing of her coming into the community and her reactions to that. And then, of course... The upside down somehow being involved once again with all the craziness that's going to happen. Right. So, oh, Stranger Things. <laughs> uh, as long as they bring Steve back, and I think they set that up where, where I think I mentioned this to you. They in the beginning, uh, uh, in the beginning of the first episode, or not the beginning of the episode, but in the first episode where they show that scene where uh, Nancy and Steve are in the car and right. Nancy's reading his college uh, admissions letter, uh, his essay. Yeah, and and he's saying how like you know maybe he'll just take up his his dad's offer and work for his dad, uh, you know whatever. So it could be like 
he didn't he, he hasn't moved on yet because next season he'll be working for his dad rather than going straight to college. So that way if they still bring back Steve and this time they should pair they should pair him with a different character each season. <laughs> so it'll be like Steven Lucas or Steven Will next season. I think it'd be interesting to see Steven Will. Because Will's so like just, you know, timid. <laughs> well, it's, he's been through a lot. Yeah. Surprise he's not just constantly huddled in the fetal position at this point. <laughs> I know I will be. So the two the we're almost done here, but the last two characters that's really not much to talk about is Nancy and Jonathan. They have their own storyline, but it was very much <coughs> disjointed from the rest of the, the story. Yeah. Like they're um, they, they yes, they eventually got the lab shut down by what right. they did. But it just I don't know. I I if that didn't happen, I'm sure with all the stuff that did happen in that town, the lab would have been shut down anyways. Right. So yeah, there's another story that's like a, it's a, like a parallel story to whatever what the main story is. Sorry, disconnected, but sort of related. Right. So I guess we'll uh, <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to wait for season three to see. What happens a year from now in the uh, the storyline of you know the kids from Hawkins? So yeah, I mean, uh, a good season, a few misses. Like I think I think episode seven was a miss, basically because of what they set up and what they didn't pay off, and now it's totally separate from the rest of the story. Uh, Billy was the biggest miss because he's a completely useless character, and he's useless. The one character that uh, I feel is under underused is the. Uh, the teacher from their school. Right, the science teacher. I would love to... I, this is just a personal thing, but I would love to see him actually be brought into the fold. Something happens the following season that he actually has to get involved and knows about all the craziness that's happening. Because just imagine his reaction to all this. Because, you know, in his mind, he thinks that, you know, he's this really smart scientist. Or not scientist, but teacher. And he's helping these kids learn about the world, but yet the kids are learning more about the world than he has ever touched base on. Oh, yeah, they have more answers than he does at this point. Yeah, so I, I would just like to see... I feel like it would be... Have you seen um, the episode where an uh, Arrow, John Diggle, meets the Flash for the first time? Yes, He's yes. just dumbfounded by the yes. whole thing? I, I feel that's what the teacher would be like, what? <laughs> so, so, final thoughts. Uh, well, Steve... I guess you kind of gave it, but go ahead. I mean, Bob, superhero, Steve, MVP. <laughs> uh, Billy, useless. That's it. <laughs> I, 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 love, I, I love this season, but I do... My main gripe, and I agree with a lot of the stuff that you said, but my main gripe was the fact that Eleven was away from the main group the entire season. Right. That's when they connected in the first season. That's when the show became went on a whole different level, and I want that to happen in the third season. Stop doing this whole thing where you try to split up the characters so drastically that they have completely separate storylines until like the last two episodes. Why don't we have them all there, or at least the kids? I think I think season three they should go full on Goonies, where it's both <laughs> yeah. older characters and younger characters in the same group trying to solve puzzles yes. and, you know, running away from the Fratellis. Yeah. <laughs> and Sloth. Yes. Was he a Fratelli? Yes, he was. Oh, right. He was. Well, with that, that is our review. I, I, I'm i going to give it... 
four and a half luchador masks out of five. All right. I'll give it a four demo dogs out of five. Ooh. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Geek of the Geekadora Show. And just remember, we're going to start doing giveaways on the first episode of every, of every month. So we'll switch it up on how you can win. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook.com slash Geekadores and Twitter.com slash Geekadores. We're also on YouTube.com slash Geekadores. And this podcast is both on SoundCloud and Podbean. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.